Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm recording in the morning, which is is a little different for me because it can sometimes take my brain a little bit to, to get going. And so you just saw my little pause. I totally forgot the name of this podcast, which is ridiculous because it's currently the only podcast that I'm recording. And anyway, good morning. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Um, for me, it is morning. I am sitting in my office. I can look out my windows and see my um, my leaves changing with the fall colors. The wind brought a little bit of preview of winter. Not a fan, but uh, but is the region that I live in, and and so that is fine. So I have a cup of hot tea, and I um, have something on my mind, something in my heart that. Um, I just wanted to to come and actually two things. So I'm going to start with in my last episode when I was talking about um, Bella and how I, I'm telling the story of her coming over to us at lunch and, and talking and I had said somewhere in the in the. I don't know somewhere in the course of of that podcast that I had rambled long enough. And so a friend of mine had listened to that podcast and then reached out and, and said that, that when I said that, she was like, no, she wasn't finished listening. Like I was, I was telling the story and, and asked the question, why do we do that? I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Have you been gone 30 minutes already? Very good. Okay, so Cliff went on a 30-minute walk, and I was like, clearly, it has not been 30 minutes. So he came back early to do some work before a call. Anyway, um, sorry for the distraction. If you've been to our home, you'll know that my new office, or my new office, my office is is in, like, the middle of everything. So anybody who walks into the kitchen um, can see here and, and be a part of, of what of what I'm doing. So I had said that I was rambling and that I was going to go go ahead and finish up because it was just a ramble and brought to my attention that, you know, it wasn't really rambling. I was I was sharing a story. I was um, making a point, sharing what was in my heart. And the thing about that is, why do we do that? Like, why do I say, oh, I've been talking long enough that that's just ramble? And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there is this stereotypical idea that women just talk more or that women talk too much. And in my house, that's not the case. My husband uses a lot more words than I do. And anyone who, and that doesn't mean that I cannot talk a lot because I can. I come from a long line of talkers and I can spend time with people and say that I've got to go like 17 times and we still have things to talk about. Oh, well, I forgot to tell you this. Oh, but I need to tell you this. And it can go on forever. So it's not that I can't talk. I can. My husband just likes to hear himself more. And so I live in a house where I don't use the most amount of words in a, in a daily period. Now, tonight I have dinner with my sister. I'm sure I'm going to get all my extra words in then. We have a very good time. 
And so it just got me to thinking, why do we, why do we feel like, oh, well, I've said enough or I need to stop talking now. And, and I think that it is, it is this, it is this conditioned belief in us that we have in fact said enough or used enough words. And that's not, that's not, that's not true. If you have something to say, say it. If you have something on your heart, share it. And so I have, I have committed to, I'm going to work on not calling my, calling my talking, calling my sharing rambling. And this, this will be, this will be a learning curve for me. So we'll, we'll see how I do. But I am a firm believer that if you have something to share, share it. And so that, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Now my actual story, what brought me before the microphone today. I have been getting, I have been getting therapeutic massages for eight years or more now. It's just something that, that my body needs to function. Um, No need to go into all the long list of reasons why It, it just, it helps me continue in my daily activities. And when I first started with the massage therapist that, that I, um, with my massage therapist, she had um, an office space where she had her, her little, her little setup and I went to her and that was great. Probably about, okay, quarantine messes with my time. So I'm going to say probably like three years ago now, because you have to figure the fact that we really lost a whole year. Um, so probably about three years ago, she was ready to um, let go of her space. And then she start, we started meeting in my home. And so she comes to me for my, for my massage. And when that happened, when we took that switch from me going to her, to her coming to me, I changed the music that I listened to during my massage. Now, if you go somewhere and you have a massage, they're going to turn on a certain type of music that is supposed to be calming, right? Like for most people, it is calming. But anyone who knows Stephanie knows that my greatest distraction is my own brain. And a lot of times with what is considered calming music, my brain will pick something and I will just run with it. And then I have not relaxed the entire hour that I've been on the table because my brain is running the entire time. And so my therapist, I like, sometimes we talk when I'm on, a lot of time we talk when I'm on the table. See, I do have words to use. And, but this music was just not helping me calm down. And I decided when she started meeting in my home that I get to choose the music. I'm, I'm turning on what we listen to. And so, you know, I can pick what I want to listen to. Now, I'm not rocking out while I'm on the table. But whether it's a certain artist or a certain album or a, or a playlist, I do pick something that, that I enjoy. And that when my brain starts to run in those um, offbeat tangents that I can get, I can focus in on some lyrics and it can bring me back to where I am. And that has been very beneficial to me during my, during my time of relaxation, during that, that self-care of that um, therapeutic massage. So 
that brings me to last week I'm on the table and we're um we're kind of chatting but I feel myself you know going off on on one of those and so I tune into I tune into the music that was on now last week I did not have a certain playlist or a song um, or an album or an artist that I was wanting to listen to so I just went into my Apple music and I pulled up what is called um, Stephanie's playlist or whatever and I let Apple choose my music for me they do a fairly decent job and when they don't I just ask Siri to skip that song for me it's it, it works very well for us so while I'm on the table and my mind is going and I focus in on these lyrics, the song was Someone Else's Dream by Faith Hill. Now, you know how sometimes you can hear a song over and over and over again and never quite catch what it's saying, but then in one specific time, it just clicks. And so I've heard this. I mean, this song came out, oh my goodness, on one of her very early albums. I don't even... I'm trying to look here at it and see if I can find out what album it came out. I mean, it was it was one of the very early ones. So it would have been in the early 90s. And I've heard this song over and over and over again. And I know that this isn't the first time that the lyrics have caught me. But this is the first time I felt like I need to make sure everybody else knows <laughs> that that these lyrics caught me. And and so it starts out and it's telling a little story about um about a mom who is passing down her pageant gown to her daughter. So so she's passing down this dream of being in pageants and of being this pageant girl. And and I love that it, it says um it took it took a whole lot of years and tears for mama to finally admit no matter how many stitches and pins that old dress was never going to fit. Because while mama might have been a pageant girl, that doesn't mean that her daughter is going to be. And then we go into the chorus that says, she was daddy's little girl, mama's little angel, teacher's pet, pageant queen. She said, all my life, I've been pleasing everyone but me. I'm waking up from someone else's dream. It doesn't say I'm, I added that. It says waking up from someone else's dream. And so, and then the, the second part goes into, you know, um, talking about her daddy just used to say she'd make a lovely bride and it took 25 years in broken vows um, before they'd finally see there's a little more to love in life than fairy tales and hand-me-down dreams. And I love this hand-me-down dreams because just because the people who came before us had a certain kind of life or a certain kind of marriage doesn't mean that that's what we are going to be given. It doesn't mean that that's what we're going to work our way through. And and then again, um, she's daddy's little girl, mama's little angel, teacher's pet pageant queen. All my life, I've been pleasing everyone but me. I'm waking up, waking up from someone in someone else's dream. Actually, that one says, maybe it does say in, oh, it. I've look, See, I've been, the last line says waking up from someone else's dream, but um, no, it doesn't. It says in the entire time, ha, waking up in someone else's dream. And um, it has this little spark, part, the little part in the, in the end. Um, now she's got 27 candles on her cake and she means to make her life her own before she's 20, before there's 28. And I love this. So here, here's where, here's where this got me going. This is the little place where my mind went. Um, 
probably in 2012, I learned what it lived, what it meant to live for myself, not for myself, but for myself, not by myself, but for myself and was able to drop all of the expectations, titles, and labels that had been thrust onto me from from those around me. They were not of my own making. And, and I learned what it meant to stand in the freedom of that. that. That is a weight that we carry. And sometimes we... Well, not not sometimes. I think a lot of the times we're standing in it and we don't we don't understand the weight of it because it's something we've always carried. So so you can't it, it's like in in 2009 I started my my health and fitness journey. And by by 2011, I had lost 72 pounds. So shortly before that, I think I was at I think I was at like 50 something pounds. And we were on a family trip. We were in Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and we're in the very back of the park. It's late and we're headed out. So in 2011, McKenna would have been uh that's a 6. And she wanted to be piggybacked out she she was tired she said she couldn't walk at all anymore and I put her on my back and I started carrying her and at that time my child weighed as much as the weight that I had lost so so at at the time that I'm telling this story she had she weighed probably somewhere around 45 to 50 pounds and I picked her up and I carried her on my back and within you know 15, 20 minutes, I'm, I'm getting winded. I'm getting tired. She's heavy. She is heavy. And I was, I stopped and I thought, I'm like, how many years did I carry this extra weight? And I was heavy. Like it, it was physically exerting to carry myself. And it was a, it, it was an amazing moment for me, but I take that and I, and I put that onto and, and I put that with the expectations that people put on us, the, the being the perfect mom or being the perfect wife or being the perfect sister, or being the perfect daughter or being the perfect Christian or whatever it is that, that, that is expected of you because of the environments and, and, and what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, because of the places that, that we live and, not places as in geographical, but places as in our, our family, our community, our um, people we choose to spend our life with. They're heavy. They're heavy. And, and so in 2012, when I had my, my experience and I learned to, to live without those. And I love to hear my husband talk about me coming back from this trip and I've, I've shared many times ab- about my trip and my experiences that led me to be free of all of those things. I'm not sure what podcast those are on, but I will find it and I'll drop it in the show notes and I need to make a note for myself to remember that. But um, 
But I love to hear Cliff talk about it and be like, look, my wife came back completely different and like completely different woman than when she left. And he's like, wait, I've put all of this time into making her exactly what I wanted her to be. But I came back and I was myself. I came back and I got to just be Stephanie. And that was a magnificent thing. And so I've had an expectations is a completely different other thing right now. I know I'm talking about dreams. So when I was a little, not a little girl, when I was a teenager, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then I graduated from high school and realized I had no desire to go to college, like absolutely none. And so I went to work and then I had, and then I had Megan when I was 21 and um, Matthew when I was 23 and while it was not my while it wasn't my um how do i want to put that i i did not make the choice that i was going to leave my job um i was actually fired and then i could have got my job back i didn't want it anyway i ended up then when matthew i was pregnant with matthew it was in february of 2001 cliff and i sat down and we decided to become a one income um home and i would stay home with the kids that was never what i thought the plan for our life would be i thought i would always have a job and and it wasn't until i was in that that i realized that that was my dream now even through that through other people that I would meet and and other women that I would be in playgroups with, or other moms that I would be in playgroups with, I would think I would still have these times where I thought, well, maybe I need to go back to, you know, maybe I do need to go to college. It's what all of these other women did. You know, may, maybe that is what I did. Maybe I do need to have a career. Maybe I do need to have something that I'm going to do when my kids are gone and um, out of my house. But those weren't my dreams because when I was at home and I was with Megan and I was with Matthew and we were doing our thing and then later when McKenna came and and Megan and Matthew were in school and I had those times to just be at home with her, that was my dream. And I, for a long time, still let society and and the world tell me that I was less than because I never went to college. Like, I would have been more than had I decided to go to college and then chose to stay at home. But because I didn't, then I, I, w- I was less than. And But that was me getting wrapped up in someone else's dream. That was me getting wrapped up in, in what society and what the world said that I should do. And if you know me personally, you know, I really don't do what people tell me I should do. Now, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm definitely going to do that just to prove you wrong. Because, you know, it just seems like it makes more sense. But so my question is, are you living in your own dream? Or are you living in someone else's dream? I'm I'm now I'm coming to the end of of my of my dream of of being here and being available and being um exactly what my kids need while they're here in my home and the funny story um saturday night i was out with with my sister and my sister's sister's in-law sorry and 
we get together. Um, we try to do it once a month, but it can't always work for our schedules. They all have little kids still. I'm the only one who's at a different life stage. And and so I'm I'm out with my with my sister and my sisters in law, and Megan calls me now. If you know Megan, um, in or if you know us and you've been listening for a long time, you will know that Megan is my neediest child. Even now at nearly 23 years old, she is still my neediest child. And she hasn't lived in my home for four years. And so she calls. I answer because they tend to freak out when I don't answer. And then they're tracking my location and they're calling other people going, where's mom? What happened to mom? is mom okay anyway so i answer and she's like where are you i explained to her where i am she goes when i call you're supposed to be at home well no i'm actually not because i was here when you needed me the entire time and now you're an adult and i'm still an adult and we'll we'll talk when our schedules meet up and that that's okay and let me tell you i still talk to my daughter almost every day because we make our schedules meet up but um, but now that I'm coming to the end of this dream, McKenna will be McKenna will be off at college in August of next year. That's not a lot of time. That's what ten months. That's ten months left, and and so I've been giving. A, I mentioned in the last episode, I've been giving a lot of thought to what my next dream is. I have lived fully, presently in every moment of the last 10 years, I, 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 I will give it the last 10 years because before 2012, I don't know what I was doing because I wasn't doing me. And I have thoroughly enjoyed the ability to be here and to live this dream but it's almost over. And so what comes next? And so I have that, I, I have, th- this is my, this is my next dream. This is part of my next dream of, of breaking women free, of making sure that women are living in their dream and not the dream that someone else had for them. And, and I am, I am excited about it. I am in all of it like it, it's still it's still coming together in my mind and what it's going to look like and i have dreams of it actually happening like like you know when i'm asleep and i'm dreaming it, it it's happening it, it is it's real in my mind and it's just a matter of taking it out of my mind and making it actionable so so my question is are you living in your own dream or are you living in a dream that was thrust upon you or are you not dreaming at all i um when in 2018 and 19 when cliff and i did the free to the dream conference one of the activities that that he has people do is to write down 50 dreams 50 wants 50 desires okay something you dream want or desire like you get what i'm saying it doesn't have to be practical it doesn't have to be um actionable like I can't see my list from here. It's hanging on a um, pegboard, not a pegboard, a bulletin board um, on the far wall, and I can't see it from here. But but some of them are so, some of them are pretty outlandish, 
and th- that's an old list. I, I need to I need to do a new one. I need to redo my list. But um, but one of the things that we do, or one of the things that he does, is have people write down fifty dreams, fifty ones. This is this is an activity he does with a lot of his clients, and and I remember re- meeting a, a now friend who who says I don't know how to dream. Like I I don't have any dreams and I don't know how to dream and and let me tell you yes she did yes she did she had dreams and she knew how to dream it just wasn't a muscle that had ever been exercised and once she started dreaming it was incredible and let me tell you I am in awe of where she has come and what she is doing and it's amazing and when we are when we as women are allowed to, and and I don't mean allowed as in ask permission, I mean allowing ourselves as in giving ourselves that right to do it. We are unstoppable and the things that we can think up, this is probably why we don't let ourselves dream very often because the things we can make up, the things we can come up with are incredible. So are you living in your own dream or are you waking up in someone else's dream? Are you waking up in a life that someone has, has, has fitted for you? Whether it be by expectation or pressure to, to be a certain way and to do a certain thing, or are you waking up living the life that you were put on this earth to live? Are you living the life that you desire with all of your heart? So in May of, of this year, in May of 22, um, my daughter Megan graduated from college. Anyone who knows Cliff and I well knows that we believe, we, we believe college is not for everyone. That that is the, it's just the the way that it is but our child had a desire to go to college and so because my dream was to make that happen for her my dream was to make her dream begin for her we found a way to to make that work we found a way to pay for that and in may she graduated from college i'm sitting at my desk currently staring at the picture of she and i while she holds the um you know empty little red uh, leather envelope because because her diploma came in the mail and um it's right here on my desk and i remember thinking that day that i taught her how to live her own dream this was her completing college i can honestly tell you was the completion of her first dream it was her dream not ours it was not a dream that we pressed upon her it was not something that we made her do um i i have met other of her friends who were only in college because it's what their parents were making them do and that is not that is not what this picture in front of me represents this is her completing her first dream because i've given my daughters and my son but i've given my daughters the ability the confidence and the desire to create the life that they wish to live. 
to wake up in their own dream and not in mine. I think that this is one of the greatest gifts that I can give them by not pressing my desires onto them. And it's a beautiful moment. And over the four years that she was enrolled in college, she would be like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just giving up. That's just, I'm just done. And I would remind her, this is what you want. This is what you chose. This is, this is your dream. So are you changing your dream and you're done? Or are you going to see this to completion? I support you either way. But what is it that you, what is it that you desire? What is it that you want? And I am so blessed to have been able to give, to give that lesson to my, to give my, to all of my children, but, but to my girls. And, and in, in the reverse, you, my, my son is now in a committed relationship and I'm constantly making sure that he is not squashing her dreams. Um, I, I'm not constantly, but I do ask, I have asked several times and it is so, it is so important to me. It is so important to me, not only that we choose to live the life that we desire, that we choose to live the life that we deserve, but that we teach those behind us to do the same. Thank you guys so much. Um, th thank you so much for, for listening. I am so excited. I should have details soon on, on what um, my free to thrive workshops will look like. If this message touches your heart, that's exactly what these workshops are going to be dealing with. Um, not just this, but so many other things. And I, I should have details very soon. I've already chosen my, um, it is my, it is my goal to have four events in 2023. I, have chosen those dates and now it's just a matter of working out stuff so that I have something to share with you but those are coming thank you so much for being a part of my life for letting me be a part of yours and until next time dream your life in purpose dream your life on purpose yeah dream your life on purpose I like that one better and I'll talk to you soon